0: Way back in 2005, two brothers set off on a road trip that would save the world and change television. The Kennedys? Uh, No, not those brothers. For 15 seasons and 327 episodes, Supernatural took audiences on a wild ride of family, fate, and faith with a rocking soundtrack and a seriously cool car.
1: But that was then, Babo, and this is now. And yes, the show has quote-unquote ended, but we're not quite done with the journey.
0: No, we're not.
1: And that's why we're watching it all over again, or for Rob and me, for the first time, diving deep into every episode of Supernatural with the fine folks who made it. And we're taking you along for the ride. Whether you like
0: it or not. I'm Rob Benedict. I played Chuck Shirley, a.k.a. God.
1: Uh, spoiler!
0: Yeah, it is a bit of a spoiler. But hey, spoilers are fair game here.
1: Ah, fine. Fine. And I'm Richard Spate Jr., and I played the Trickster, also known as the Archangel Gabriel. And I did a little bit of Loki work in there.
0: Okay, you know, we're running out of time. Okay,
1: well, we'll be talking about the entire series, so whatever we say, accept it. You've been warned. So buckle up and settle in. Because this, my friend, is Supernatural, then
0: and now. Hey, everybody, I'm Rob Benedict. Hey, everybody, I'm Rich Spate. And we're here to talk about Supernatural, season one, episode... Ep- ep- Go ahead. No, no. (laughs) As you are. Season one, episode 12. Yes. Faith. Faith. You know, you gotta have... Faith. If you're going to
1: watch all of season one. You've got to have faith.
0: Right. Yeah. George Michael was right, turns out. And you
1: know what? You know who's going to be on our show today? Well,
0: don't tell me. It's a spoiler alert. i right, just letting you know. Okay. <laughs> Alright, let's get into first, let's get into what this episode was about.
1: Alright, Robbie, walk us through it.
0: The episode starts mid-action.
1: Right. It's already like, w- I thought, I literally paused it and I thought oh no. Wait, did, did I, sh- I miss something? Did I start in the middle? Same. I
0: didn't. And the boys are in pursuit of a raw head.
1: Oh man, I don't even know, you know what that you
0: is. You know those raw heads. What the hell's And I'm going, head? is this another raw head episode?
1: Oh, I, th- I misread that as a redhead.
0: <laughs> no. Oh, no, it's not that kind of show either. But uh, Dean is electrocuted in the pursuit. So Sam takes him to the hospital where Dean is told he will soon die.
1: Oh, end of series.
0: Again, once again, <laughs> I'm feeling like... Show's over. Oh, no. But I know that he's in it until the end. Well, Sam seeks out the help of a faith healer in Nebraska. Okay, let's get there. That was in his dad's notebook. Told him to go there. Mm-hmm. So they head there, and when entering the revival tent, they meet the lovely Layla Rourke and her mother... Who are true believers? Oh yeah, Layla unfortunately is terminally ill Ooh. and is hoping to be cured by the faith healer. Hmm. Sam and Dean take their seat in the crowd. Dean is selected to come on stage. Now I can tell you at this point he's not—he's not into it. He of doesn't this. believe this crap. No, he's not into it. No, he's being very Dean about the whole thing. I don't know about it. But he reluctantly goes and passes out when the healer and crowd start praying for him. In a semi-conscious fog, he sees a pale, emaciated man next to the <laughs> healer. What's going on? Well, the next day at the hospital, Dean is told he's going to live.
1: Well, thank goodness.
0: Oh, well, show gets to continue. Yeah. And the boys overhear that a healthy man just died of a heart attack. Well, what are the odds of that? I know. So they get suspicious, they investigate, and they eventually learn that the healer is somehow controlling a reaper to take the life of innocent people. Oh, man. In exchange for the life the healer is trying to save. However, it's the preacher's wife, Sue Ann, who's controlling the Reaper with black magic from a Coptic cross. Oh, man,
1: it's always a healer's wife,
0: you know? I know. And it's always a Coptic cross. Yeah. She's about to take Dean's life in exchange for Layla's, but Sam gets there in time and smashes the cross. Mm. The Reaper is released, and it takes Sue Ann's life. Dean is saved. However, Layla accepts her fate.
1: I don't like the Layla accepts her fate part. It just, Layla didn't have a choice.
0: Yeah, no, yeah.
1: Layla's gonna go yeah
0: yeah no it's uh accepted you know, it or not it's a very real life ending here yeah and you know there's a lot going on here lots to unpack yeah i um first of all just starting with the reaper later in the show i know we're gonna get other people who play the reaper
1: yeah it's just the uh this the is the first first of the reapers and yeah. it kind of steps on the whole idea of don't fear the reaper right i no, i think be scared of the reaper no, no, no. fear because, the reaper yeah. for sure
0: um this reaper was makeup heavy he had a lot of makeup on yeah, but uh, but it's really creepy.
1: Like yeah. uh, the the whole like uh, so creepy selling of the idea that it's like the ominous,
0: yeah. looming
1: thing you can't avoid.
0: Pretty cool. Who, who just kind of gently puts his hand on your head. Yeah. and you die. So yeah, and, it, and like as you were saying, you were you were into the the open the uh, opening. And the... I,
1: I wasn't joking when yeah. the when the episode started. I paused it thinking, "Oh crap!" I started mid episode, right? Because it's the first episode we've seen so far that doesn't have a slow meandering opening. It, it, you're right in the middle of a chase. Yeah, they're right in the middle of, of taking on a monster. Yeah, turns out to be a rawhead.
0: Well, a rawhead, another rawhead opening. But uh, and then Dean gets electrocuted. I mean, that's shocking. It was a, it was a shock. He gets
1: a, he gets shocked right in
0: the pursuit. And that's why I think it was such a great episode is, yeah. it, you know, it, it goes from that and then, and it what a great way to take you then to, because I was like, how are we going to get to the faith healer? What a great way to, because we're trying to heal Dean. It was very cool. It yeah. Was
1: very, very clever, very, very cool, uh, and w- very well executed.
0: And then they, they also bring in a lot of stuff. They, the first time they talk about, like, Sam and Dean playing God, deciding who should live and who should die. I thought that was a really interesting.
1: Yeah. A really, you know, right? a really big theme to tackle. Yeah, yeah. Because they deal with so much death around them. Yeah. And Dean did get his life saved. Right. But at what cost? And he has to, he has the moral fortitude to ask that question.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I thought that was really inter- interesting. And, and also just a sidestep pause, if we would. Okay. Because I, I know the show starting in, like, season four when I started. And, like, there's things in here where you can't help but watch it as a 15-season as a series and go, it almost feels like an Easter egg. You know what I mean? Like, for example, seeing the Reaper, it makes me think of— um, All the Reapers? The, the other Reapers, yeah. Reapers yet to come. And when they talk about God, could, it couldn't help but think of, like, when my role comes in as God. And, right. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, Good point.
0: Uh, Yeah. Anyway, I I thought that was kind of interesting.
1: It is true. You do start to see,
0: yeah, recurring things and sprinklings
1: of the future, if you will.
0: Exactly. Um, And this is the first time in the series that Dean should have died. For all intents and purposes, Dean should be dead. Right. Um, And this becomes a recurring thing. I'm told in my notes. Yeah. Well, that makes me upset because I don't like see. I don't like when Dean dies. Well,
1: get you know tough, tough darts because Dean's going to be dying. Um, Let's talk about this facial hair wise. I'm going to go ahead and leap out here and say full beard for me, Robbie.
0: Full beard for me too. It's a, I think one of my faves so far.
1: I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought the acting was great. to stern. Oh man,
0: the guy who plays the preacher is so, so good. good.
1: Kevin McNulty.
0: And uh, he, in he just the, the the choices he made that you know could have gone a different way.
1: Plays such a chill version of it, and yeah. it's so grounded, and real. It's great.
0: And when she's when he's uh, healing Dean, he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. He's like he's very like like he's really feeling. It. And and you think if he's maybe going to be the bad guy, but he's not.
1: No, he's not the bad guy. It's uh, Layla. Layla's the bad guy. No, she's not. Oh.
0: No, no. She's the Terminal ill one. Oh, well. No, it's Sue Ann.
1: Sue Ann. Yeah. She's also the bad guy.
0: Uh, yeah, the only bad guy. Oh. Um, but she really gets her come up. It's at the end, so that's kind of satisfying. Yeah. But then... Uh, we do, leave a girl
1: to die. And
0: then we leave a girl to die.
1: The boys can't solve every problem, buddy. Because that's the big lesson. They are not God. They are
0: not. But uh, you know what I'm really thrilled about? What is is to hear you say who our special guest is. Man, so excited. Okay. I love it when we have
1: actors in the show. Obviously it's great to have Jared and Jensen, but we get like the guest stars that come on the show to reflect on the experience they had oh so many years ago. And it's great when that actor is somebody who has a huge career. Yes. And has been doing TV and film ever since that very day. Okay. That's what we have today.
0: And that is we have
1: Julie Benz. What? We have Julie Benz coming on the show. Wait, Julie
0: Benz from like 911 Lone Star Training Day, the TV show, Hawaii50. Yep. yep. Wait, who played Rita Bennett on Dexter? That one. Darla on Angel? That's her. And Buffy? Julie Benz. She the wait, the Julie Benz that was on Roswell and Desperate Housewives? That's who I'm talking about. No, 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 no. You're not talking about the one who was in the movie Jawbreaker. Yes, Julie Benz. Saw Five. Julie Benz. Punisher Warzone. JB. And Rambo? Benz. Wow. Well, this is very, very exciting. Right? Well, then let's meet her. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it right now. Such a pleasure. We have with us on our show today, Julie Benz. Hi, Julie.
2: Hi. How are you guys?
0: Good. Thanks for coming to join us uh, to talk about this episode, Faith, that you were on of Supernatural. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, Many, many, many. Many moons. Many Years ago, that's a lot. That's <laughs> a lot of
0: years.
1: Did you go back and rewatch the episode in advance of this?
2: I, I had to, yes, because right. it was many, many, <laughs> right. many, yeah. many jobs ago too. Yeah, uh, so absolutely. It's like, you know, it's hard to keep it all straight. So, yes, I actually watched it yesterday. You know, when you're in a like a genre show like a supernatural, it tends to hold up better over time than say like a Dawson's Creek or just a regular everyday show, and it's because the themes are bigger and more universal and more relatable as well. Especially the episode Faith, it deals with what do you believe in? Do you have faith or do you don't have faith? Right. And I think that's a universal theme that people have struggled with over time through centuries and centuries and centuries. And we will continue to question in the future that helps the show hold up over time.
0: I'm watching it for the first time. We were on the show, but later, and we're experiencing mm-hmm. this first season for the first time. And I'm finding that, too. It really holds up well. And it because of its, the nature of the show being kind of a serial show, you know, Monster of the Week kind of thing, and mm-hmm. Sam and Dean really being almost like the superheroes, I find that, too. It, it does. It, yeah, it thematically,
1: up. it holds up. Yeah. So now, get, get in the way back machine. Take yourself way back. Uh, way back. We're going to go back to season one, Supernatural. Doodly-doop, doodly-doop. Doodly Did you know about the show when you got cast to do it? Have you ever heard of it?
2: Um... I think I had heard of it and a lot of it's because, you know, I I just keep trying to remember. I think I did the show, it was right. I had just done the Dexter Pilot, but we have not gone to series yet. So we had just wrapped. Angel had just wrapped as well. So like the CW, all of that was still in my, my wheelhouse of shows to follow and watch. Right. And so it was something that I was aware of. And I had watched a couple episodes. So I was actually, I recall it was a direct offer, which was one of the first direct nice. offers I had ever had. Nice. I was very deeply flattered <laughs> yeah. that uh, I was offered the role yeah. and um, said, hell yeah.
0: Yeah. Darn right. <laughs> yeah. That always makes it more appealing. Yeah. Darn right. Um, Yeah. Do you do you remember working with the Jared and Jensen and how they were with you on set? Oh, my God. I mean, they're so dreamy, aren't they? (laughs) They are. I say it all the time
2: they are dreamy 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 boys they they they're so sweet so lovely i remember the conditions were i'm gonna say extreme but really not extreme if you live in vancouver we just had a lot of rain
1: right (laughs) i was gonna ask about that
0: every every scene is a torrential downpour
1: every scene it's literally like so robin and i were talking about this before we started this interview the close-ups of the elderly going to the the revival church (laughs) is like people with their walkers in six inches of mud Mud. yeah yeah
2: yeah and super disgusting mud i mean it it was probably poor planning on production's part to do a, re- a church revival. The week it's going to have like a massive rainstorm all week. Right. So yeah, So I mean... <laughs> I call those extreme conditions. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, you know. But I'm from Los Angeles, so that's why. <laughs> right. I'm right. not from I'm not from LA, but I've lived in LA for a very long time, so yeah, that's why it was extreme for me. Yeah. So they, were, they were very sweet, very kind, and then I just remember how excited they were too about the journey they were embarking on with the show, and really how they were thinking long term. They weren't so worried about short term issues. They were really thinking like long term, and I remember thinking. Thinking to myself, wow, this show's gonna like last a long time. Cause these two leads, like they, the chemistry between the two of them on and off screen is phenomenal. Um, when I was there, they treated everybody super kind, but you could tell they were thinking like they just believed in it. They believed like we're going the long haul. I don't know if they believed they were gonna go as long as they did. Like, yeah. Was it fifteen some years, twenty yeah. years, something like that? 15. But they just believed it, and, and their energy is infectious.
0: I yeah, think. it really is. It really is. That's cool to hear that it was like that. Even season one, they were like that.
2: Yeah, they were. And you know, so many times you go on shows and people are like, "I don't know if it's gonna work." I don't yeah. know. And you hear all the doubts. You need. They, they were like, "Yes, this is it. like this is you know."
0: That's, and they That's were awesome. right. Yeah, right.
2: it
1: turns out. And they were right. So your origin story. Obviously, you have an incredibly impressive. Resume. At, at that point, you did as well. But you're from originally, you're not a Hollywood family. You're not from an entertainment family. You, you yeah. kind of came at it through the old fashioned uh, go to school and learn about it kind of way. Right. So yeah. we have a detail written down here in our you get to confirm or deny it. We, it. we were told that when you were 15 studying that you were told to, to give it up. Like you an attitude. I was. So what what was I that story? Was. And who was that idiot?
2: <laughs> so that's actually sixteen the years off, but that's okay. Oh,
1: 16. <laughs> Damn
3: it, Rob. 16. Uh,
2: I went to that Carnegie Mellon Big College theater program that yep. they, were, they offered in the summer and you know I grew up in Pittsburgh so Carnegie Mellon was like a big school for us and it also is one of the top 10 theater departments yeah. in the country it's always highly respected big big people have come out of Carnegie Mellon so anyway I was there for their pre-college summer program and uh, there was this voice teacher who you know speaking voice not singing but you know speaking voice teacher who just at the end of the summer, you get these handwritten evaluations. She was like, you're never going to make it as an actor. Your voice is terrible. You might as well, like, not even try. And That's
1: the spirit. <laughs> I
2: still have it, by the way. I still have it really? in the
0: garage and, like, my... Yeah, it's she, in a wrote, she wrote um, that down. That was, like, in a letter.
2: Yeah, that I should not pursue acting professionally. Wow. And the thing was, was while we were there... During that summer program, there was this movie being cast in the city of Pittsburgh, and they were looking for teenagers, and some for speaking parts and some for backgrounds, and Carnegie Mellon submitted a handful of students from the pre-college program for that movie. I was not one of them. I was not submitted through Carnegie Mellon. I had a modeling agent and my modeling agent submitted me and I went in and I went in to be a background actor and the director, Dario Argento, the director, Dario Argento. Uh And he said, he didn't speak much English, but, and I'm going to do a terrible Italian accent, but he said, you come, come with me. So my mother and I get up and we go into his office room with him and he's like, do you want to be in my movie? And I said, yes. And he goes, no, 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 no. Do you want to be in my movie? And I said, yes, of course I want to be in your movie. He goes, okay, good. He goes, now walk across the room. I walked. He goes, now walk back. And I walked back. And he goes, you are going to be in my movie. You are going to play the role of Betty. And Betty had five lines. So I got this part that Carnegie Mellon was trying to cast with like this, like, you know, and just people that they thought were talented. Somehow I got, anyway, it was kind of controversial, which that was silly. Wow. I mean, but it was this crazy thing. And and I think that's why the teacher was like not a fan.
0: Ah, and then up. I had to
2: miss a bunch of classes too, to shoot the movie. So, cause I had a bunch of scenes, even though I only had five lines, Wait, um, so I had a bunch of scenes.
0: This teacher told you that after you got cast
2: in that uh,
1: movie. This is, this mystery keeps getting unraveled yeah. here because wow. it's really weird to go. Yeah. Here's the story. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you, student Julie Benz, young Julie Benz. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Um, I don't
1: think you have what it takes to make it in the movie business. You're too busy working in the movie business to do attend my classes. <laughs> And I don't think if you're, if you, look, keep your eyes on the ball. If you want to be in the movie business, come to my class. If you don't, then go do the movies. It's, it's your call. But,
2: but by the way, by do both. The way those uni, those universities are like that. I mean, I ended up going to NYU right? and I had a similar situation at NYU in my freshman year. I got a TV pilot that went to series and they tried to kick me out. There was a teacher that tried to kick me out of the theater department because you're not supposed to work your freshman year.
1: Uh-huh. And <sighs>
2: <laughs> and I had, a, I had another teacher who had a lot of tenure stand up for me and say, she knows how to do something that we can't teach, which is she knows how to get a job. So if Boom. you kick her out of the theater program, I will quit. And that's the only way I stayed in. I had to agree to take a D for the semester because I had to miss 10 days to shoot the
1: pilot. D for the pilot got picked up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? And, um, but that's how a lot of these theater programs work. And I, I, I think they do their students a big disservice. I think what that teacher said about me, which is I always knew how to get the job. I might not have known how to do the job, but I knew how to get the job. And when you're young, people are going to show you how to do the job. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. They don't have high expectations when you're young coming in
1: to the business.
2: But if you can go out and get a job when you're young, then that's that's half the battle is yeah. knowing how to get the job. There
1: was always that age old adage: anybody can graduate from Yale. It's getting in that's a bitch, you know. Like, yeah. You know, which is sort of the same, sort of that idea. Like, yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Once you're there and you're part of whatever set family you're part of, they will make sure that the elements are correct for you to succeed. You're right. Yeah. The, 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 the,
0: I'd like to think I'd like to think that it's maybe different now. I mean, I know that where I went I went to college and it, it did feel very much like a separate thing. It did not necessarily. It taught me a lot about acting in theater, but I didn't. You know, I was a theater major, but then when I graduated, actually learning to work in television. I was film, just like you're like you
1: taught me a lot about acting in theater. I was a pre med major, which well,
0: that's what the weird part <laughs> was. No, but uh, <laughs> but I know now at my the school they teach you know acting for TV and they're, it's much more integrated now than it was you know twenty five back then. Years. Yes. Yeah.
2: I think so too, because I mean, I mean, it has to be, come on. Yeah.
0: It's gotta be, That's right? a really it's weird thing to penarise
1: for though. That's, that's a really, I'm glad we dove into that. Cause that's a, that's a trippy story. Yeah. I, I would love yeah. to know other letters that teachers sent to people, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: right? Dear, dear Lynn manuel Miranda.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just give, stop it.
1: Just stop it. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's
1: well, like, it's, good for, it's good that you had the wherewithal to not be affected. Next yeah. Year. Or
0: to not listen to her.
2: Yeah. I have a, I have a big ego.
1: I hope you're digging the episode, but we need to pull over for a quick second for some messages. Thanks for supporting Supernatural Then and Now. And now, back to the show.
0: Uh, good. Good. It takes that.
1: <laughs> Listen, you, uh, you, you 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 have to believe in yourself in a in a business that's built to uh, beat you down. So it's it's good. Yes. It's good yes. that you have that.
0: So back to Layla. Back to Layla. The 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 yes. role you played in Faith. Correct. She We were saying that one of the things about this episode, which we we think is one of the the better episodes we've seen so far. Um, yeah,
1: legitimately creepy. Like yeah. real real creepy. Yeah. You know, one of the things the, about the episode, like it starts, it just starts with drama right out of the gate. Right. You know.
0: But yes. I was going to say, uh, your character, she's terminally ill yeah and there's no resolve that i mean there's it's just real life at the end like we leave her they leave you to die and it's yeah you're you're not healed they're so selfish
2: they are so selfish <laughs> you,
0: you can be I you can mean, be that, that selfish when you're that hot though that's
1: always been my you, you
2: know. can you can she forgave them in the end yeah Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: what, you, you wouldn't have forgiven two ugly dudes but well, you definitely true. forgive no. sam and dean
2: no i forgave them because they're so hot um, <laughs> there was a kiss too at the end they took that out what? But what? there was a kiss between layla and
0: dean dean did you? Yeah, did you so. film it? Yeah, yeah. You filmed it. You filmed oh, the kiss. Yes, yes. There's a blooper out yes. there.
1: Like, wow. not a blooper, an uh, Uncut scene. I, yeah.
0: Yes. It was nice. It, I was happy. I
1: All right. It, everybody, calm down. Little bit. It's a family interview. But
2: then I was a. I was. A, I thought when they took it out. I was like, oh, it must not be attractive enough to be eleven. Or maybe, maybe
1: your groping hands were too much for the CW. Maybe,
2: maybe it was a little <laughs> much. Um, but um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But no, there, um, there was a.
0: That's
1: awesome! I didn't know that.
0: Well, that answers this question here: Is there a spark between Dean and Layla that isn't acted on? And
1: it turned out it is acted 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 on. on. Acted on, just cut out of the editing room. Cut out.
2: And I think too, I think they felt like, I think they felt like every episode there was a girl coming on, making out with one of the boys. And I think they thought like, okay, we're just not going to do that show. That's not going to be this show. Well, they didn't
3: like,
1: yeah, they don't really, just being guys who are watching it now, it's, they don't hook up with a girl per town. I mean, they kind of, they might meet somebody or there might be this like energy, but they don't act on it because they've got this grander goal, this grander story going on, right? That's cool. Yeah.
2: But um, I want to give the props to the director, Alan Croker. Yeah. I've worked with him since then many, many times. Oh, wow. After I worked with him, he came and directed some of my favorite episodes of Science*, the show that I did for Sci-Fi Channel. I think a lot of the elements that make this episode special were
0: because of him. Oh, cool. And even
2: like the, the music that they play during the revival. Yeah, like,
0: that's really cool. It's you know, almost like a jazzy kind of jazzy. Yeah.
2: yeah. All those little touches I think are Alan's touches. Oh, I really wow. thought that
0: they were interesting. His
2: mark. And even the way like the revival worked, I mean, they were very sensitive to make it as realistic as they could. Yep. In a supernatural situation.
0: Yeah, yeah. And honoring people who believe those, the belief, believe that. People yeah. who believe. Well, right. I thought and Kevin
1: McNulty who plays the pastor i thought he he's, was great. Great. So good. he's he was great so good he's like yeah.
0: movie level good in that performance and because that's one of those yes. like
1: you know pastors in those revival meetings have been done a million times right and it's easy to become a cliche of what's been done before you mm-hmm. i thought he did a really nice job of playing that character mm-hmm. playing it honestly
2: and i'll tell you you know 15 years later i forgot that plot twist <laughs> uh-huh. so it was nice to go on the journey and see the plot twist with cool. him in life yeah you
0: know? Yeah, it must be wild going back 15 years later and going, wait, what was this thing I did? That's me. I, barely <laughs> I know I was
2: there. Yeah. It's <laughs> true. It's so funny because like, even watching it now, I can remember that happened on that day while filming. Oh, really? But it's like, I don't always remember what it was I was filming.
0: Right. (laughs) You know, it's
2: like watching an old movie where you're like, oh, that was the day with all the mud, and then this happened, and then that happened. Right. Like, oh, wait, the scene. (laughs) Oh, you're right, we were doing a TV show.
1: So let me ask you this, because back then, everybody's super young, and nobody has kids yet, and all that stuff. Were you guys, like, going out to bars at night? Like, was it it a fun Mm. social thing, or No, no. He's gotta do no, it.
2: I wasn't. I mean I I I wasn't that young. <laughs>
1: um,
2: I, I was in my I was thirty, I think.
1: Uh-huh. Gotcha. But no, but nonetheless, he was like it was a little like older? wasn't like I don't know, it just seemed like it's
2: I mean, the boys were so freaking cute. <laughs> so cute. I'm sorry. But we just would like watch and just get the giggles. Oh my because god! Because they were just so cute, and then like, we'd have to act and be like, "Oh, like act like they weren't adorable." They're just adorable. Like, oh they god. would make us like. I'm getting all blushy talking about it. <laughs> <them. laughs> That's amazing. They're adorable. Wow. <laughs> all right.
1: Now, least favorite. What was your least favorite moment or experience so or time?
2: Favorite moment. Um. Uh, you know, the the, the rain in the mud was really tough. And yeah. I finally convinced them to let me shoot with an umbrella. There's that one scene where I actually have an umbrella. Yeah. And right. that was just like, come on, like I'm drowning out here. And the boys, they look gorgeous wet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, know. it's like, I don't, I look like a drowned rat. So at least we play the rain as rain. Like, and it was raining hard enough where they could actually see the rain on camera. Yeah, you
1: could. See. I mean, I there's oh, yeah. one thing I yeah. noted in that. I mean, look, it's Vancouver. You're going to get rain. But holy smokes, it was really pouring in some of those scenes.
2: Yeah. And you know, like, uh, the majority of the time, real rain doesn't look like rain on camera. Right. So a lot of time but it, it was raining that hard where you could actually see the rain and so i just i just convinced them to let me use an umbrella cuz like this is
0: crazy yeah when you were saying that every you re- actually remember specific things were there anything else that you remembered from those specific besides giggling at the hot boys
2: um I- forget jingling at the hot <laughs> um, i remember the van ride and having some and i can't remember the specific conversations but just having some really great conversations in the van with jensen jared oh cool i like, just thinking like well, wow, these guys are super cool wow like, they were super respectful super cool very
0: extremely friendly that's great i mean and i think that carried on and and i think is one of the reasons the success of the show i mean those those guys really did take the reins, and it, and it trickled down from there, you know. And they're they're responsible, yeah. and they're good dudes. Yep, they like their crew, and they're they nice to everybody, and you know, so yeah, that's good they're story. really
2: good people. And I I still like if I run into them out and about at an event, they're just like, hey, <laughs> I'm like ah.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome.
1: Julie yeah. Benz, woman of great talent, uh, who just—I mean, has just done such great work over the years. Yeah. And um, and you uh, you were kind enough to come back and reflect on your experience at supernatural, and we appreciate it.
2: It was tough, man. It was tough watching it yesterday, seeing myself a long time ago. <laughs> uh, you look
0: do you, you look great then. You look great now. You yeah, have nothing to worry about. Oh,
2: you know, it's hard. It's hard. The older you get in this business, and you're like, oh
1: wow. <laughs>
0: I know, it's hard in general getting older, but you're doing a great yeah, job. Yeah, I mean we
1: we should all we should all I'll suffer be as the, lucky as you, yeah. <laughs> we should all suffer the Julie <laughs> Benz state of of being in the zone for the whole time. Yeah. So thank you for everything. It's it's love watching your work all the time and it was really fun I to revisit you guys.
3: this. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Now back to
1: the episode.
0: Boy, she really liked Jensen and Jared, huh? Couldn't even hide it.
1: She yeah. was like yeah. gushing. Yeah. Still to this day, I mean, she took, yeah. she's reflecting back to 15 years. Yeah. She cannot remember a lot. Yeah. And but she remembers she made out with Jensen. Yeah. And how cute they were!
0: Yeah, and then you reminded her that we're crusty old men. Yeah,
1: which is always she didn't need a reminder. It was a video call.
0: Well, (laughs) I mean, you could promote us (laughs) the other way
1: unless she's lost her sight.
0: One of these days would be nice when you're like, "Hey, but how about us?" Oh boy, do you like old dudes? (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. Well, that was great, and thank you again to Julie for coming on. Um, Next, uh, do I have a treat for you? What? I don't know if you remember, but uh, we played a game with uh, Jensen and Jared when they were on the show.
1: Game of Chance?
0: Not really. (laughs) But uh, we played a fun game. Uh, It's called the Google Game. And uh, I wanted to play it for you and for the listeners right now. No, play it for me first, then the listeners. Okay. Okay, for this game, we're going to take some of the most asked questions about you—the ones that Google auto. Most
4: asked questions. Yeah, asked the most questions.
0: asked questions. Oh,
4: asked. Okay. Asked.
1: <laughs> Although, ironically, <laughs> I, I mean, love, this I love it has to do with your bottom. Who, who, so? who
0: answers the question? English. <laughs> uh, we're going to win Dingo some questions. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> So Alien Eichenberg, what do you call him? Yeah, come on.
3: Every time it's a different name.
0: And finally, I just didn't i let you say it. Okay. So anyway. We're John
4: Travolta this. trying to Adam Bonzalo.
1: <laughs> Diesel Mendoza. Okay. Diesel
0: Mendoza. Okay. So, you know, auto Google auto completes uh, your your questions. And so it you, there's some really funny ones if hours you do, of entertainment. Yeah, Jerry Padalecki and, and Jensen Ackles. So the mm. first one uh, is is Jared Padalecki, and it fills in, Polish, Canadian? <laughs>
3: I, I feel like I should be honorary Canadian now after having spent 15 and a half years there. But I am, according to 23andMe, I am majority Polish. Polish. Mm-hmm.
1: Rich. Okay. It also asks, if you Google, is Jared Padalecki a vegetarian? <laughs> no. <laughs> which, which, which everyone at this table knows the answer yeah, to, I, but I, I guess...
3: I'm
0: chewing on steak right, right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, you floss... You floss with okay. a rib. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> like, like, like. Um, All right. Is Jensen Ackles in The Forever Purge, the movie? The what? The Forever Purge.
4: <laughs> I guess that's the answer. The, the Forever Purge. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the latest installment of The Purge uh, series, right? The, yeah. The, 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 um, I am not. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Was right. Okay. No. I was
0: like, I, I, I,
1: no, I don't. You really I don't. dragged that out. Yeah. I was going to say, what? Right. <laughs> okay. Is Jensen Ackles... Batman. I'm Batman. There you go. You kind of are, right? Yeah, um, well, I guess the... i'm I'm not the I'm not
4: the live action Batman. No, but I I do uh, do the voice of the uh, feature length animation Warner Brothers movies, uh, and I, I do play Batman. I just recorded another one a couple days ago. That's yeah. Exciting. Well, there you go. Is You're Jared
0: Batman. Padalecki in Harry Potter?
4: Please say yes. Please say yes. Please say yes. Please say yes. Please say yes.
3: Well. I haven't told anybody this because <laughs> nobody's asked that question. But I am not in Harry Potter.
1: Okay, I think, I think, I think to prove that you're not in Harry Potter, do my best
3: English, do accent? English accent. Do your yeah. British
1: accent for us all right now.
3: Oh, I am not in Harry Potter. <laughs>
1: yeah, you are definitely not in Harry Potter for certain.
0: Oh, that... Yeah, so he, he,
1: that that's Potter. not
4: even an accent exactly. that exists no, anywhere.
0: anywhere.
1: Exactly. No. <laughs> That wouldn't that wouldn't offend British was, people because they wouldn't know that he was. Shooting. I was
3: raised in
4: several different countries, <laughs> boy, so boy I have a, of boy of boy, boy boy of not boy not in Harry Potter. Potter. In Harry Potter. Uh, Harry
1: Potter. I hadn't All right, all right. To Jensen, does Jensen Ackles have a twin brother?
4: No, Google. Even though Jared Leto is often mistaken as my twin brother, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he, sure. he 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 in fact is not.
1: Only from House of Gucci. Right? Uh, you, I tell ya, you, you. Uh, <laughs> Your brother, though your actual brother, you guys look a ton alike. I mean, you're not like twins.
4: You no, know, we didn't used to, and and as we've gotten older, we've we've kind of started to measure. to look more and more uh, like brothers. Yeah,
1: it's trippy because when I've met your brother, I'm like, whoa,
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> but this is from yeah. th-
4: so it's bizarro, Jensen. Just so
3: we can let the 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 listeners know uh, the Spate family ability to identify <laughs> resemblance. Spate's son, one time after coming home from a convention, went like, I like that guy, that guy that looks like you. And Spate's like, Borja? Borja? I'm like, no, 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 the one that y'all could be like twins. And Spade's like, well, I have this picture. Which one? And it was me. So the Spade yeah, family gene does not have a lot of ability to identify objects or shapes, facial recognition, colors. Yeah, yeah. They That's need some Google
1: facial one, recognition Jared. software. not it, the right. the they also one.
0: call you dad one time. Yeah, they do. No,
1: the yeah, worst yeah. one.
4: Pop up. I think
1: they call them pop The worst pop-up. one is when my my father called me to say, "What the hell are you doing? Getting a tattoo?" I'm like, a tattoo. <laughs> and he's like, he's like. You're, it's online. You're sitting there getting a tattoo. I'm like, I don't, Dad. I don't know what you're talking about. You're somewhere at a party getting a tattoo. I'm like, no, I'm not. He sent me a picture. It's Jared getting a tattoo at Jeffrey Dean Morgan's wedding
4: that I took.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, and so it's on, and so my dad. I'm like, Dad. And then so Jared and I took a series of photos. Jared took a picture of himself holding people magazine that he was on, you know, and he's, and he sent it to my father going, Hey dad, I'm on the cover.
3: (laughs) So it's, it's now across three generations of Spates. Inability. Like if you, they're like T-Rexes. If you don't move, they can't see you. It's amazing. (laughs)
0: Um, okay. One last one we're going to do that. It's for both of you. It's, uh, are Jared and Jensen neighbors? We, used share to, a city. We used we, to be. We very used close.
4: to be very close yeah. a few years ago, but I, I have since moved to a, another area of, of the city. But we are, I guess, yeah. city he was, neighbors.
3: When when we lived close, um, he was downwind of our house, and he was tired of smelling my farts. It, it was. It beef. was
4: because because uh, if you if people. you also if you uh, type into Google. Uh, what does Jared eat, dot, 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 and it, it will fill that in that makes him so toxic. Um, <laughs> Zero and, vegetables. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, that was actually one of the questions. If you type in what does Jared Padalecki, it'll fill in eat.
3: Oh, I'll, I'll answer right. that. Yeah. I eat a lot of meat. I have a terrible diet. I really do.
4: It, it basically, it's, it must- The answer it, is yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm just going to deduce here from, from knowing you so long that it must just be meat, protein powder, and bags of prunes.
0: Uh, yes. Because, <laughs> well, you're thin as a rail. Lots That's of what candy. doesn't make sense. Uh,
3: I do have a fat- I'm also very tall, but I have a fast metabolism. But I, I basically eat everything. I will eat vegetables. I do greatly enjoy them, but um, I, I very fun very fact great.
4: for you. Jared's yeah. large intestine- He's only six inches. That's right. That's right. It goes right through. Six. It's like a, it's just a shotgun.
1: Gotta put a speed bump in that bad boy.
0: I'm going to vomit. That answers the question, does Jerry Padalecki's small intestine, da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> Is Jerry Padalecki's small intestine shorter or longer than his large intestine? Um, all right, guys, we're going to let you go, but uh, thanks for indulging and playing yep. with us. Anytime. Ah, that was fun, huh? Oh,
1: God bless Google and all its wrongness.
0: Yeah. And God bless Jensen and Jared for playing along.
1: Well, that really, you talked him into it, so... Rob, Rob bless. Rob
0: bless. <laughs> now it's time for Mythology. Mythology, Mythology. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Rawhead. Generally, rawheads are leathery-skinned creatures that prey upon children. Oh, fun. Stories of them originated in Lancashire and Yorkshire in Great Britain. The legend was adapted into slave narratives and folklore in the southern United States. It sometimes goes by the name Bloody Bones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've never heard of either one of those rascals, and they both sound gross. Yeah. <laughs> Clive Barker helped popularize the creature with his short story Rawhead Rex, which was adapted into a feature in 1986 retitled Platoon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. no, it was not. But boy, Rawhead Rex, great film. <laughs> Rawhead Rex. Solid solid film. All right. I know you're asking. I know you were asking earlier. What's a Coptic cross? It is the symbol of Coptic Christianity, which is the primary denomination of Egyptian Christians. Oh. So the cross comes in a variety of forms, many of which are influenced by the older pagan Ankh symbol for eternal life. Listening
1: to Rob say a word that ends with an H is disconcerting.
0: <laughs> it's spelled A-N-K-H. A- Ankh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh,
1: Now, Reapers.
3: You really think it's the Grim Reaper? Like Angel of Death? Collect your
4: soul? The whole deal? No, no, no. Not the Reaper. A Reaper. There's Reaper lore in pretty much every culture on Earth. Go by a hundred different names. It's possible that there's more than one of them.
1: Is this their first appearance in the series? Yes, it is. Do they become one of the more recurring supernatural creatures in
0: the series? Yes, they do. Many cultures have mythology about the personification of death coming to collect your soul at the end. In Spanish-speaking cultures, the personification of death is represented as female. Hola. The Spanish word for death is muert. Muert. A feminine noun. Uh, the creature is also female in Slavic mythology. Hello. I don't know what that says about females, but...
1: They'll be the death of me. Yeah.
0: And you I like your... your Slavic. <laughs> Hello. Uh, in Chinese culture, the being's name is Yama. Yama. In Judaism, according to the Midrash, the angel of death was created by God on the first day. The modern concept of the Grim Reaper started to appear around the time of the Black Death in Europe in the 14th century. I
1: wonder if Reapers ever get bummed by being classified as Grim. Could you be an upbeat Reaper? Hey, here comes that toe-tapping representative of death. Like, like it's a bad entry to go like, oh, hey, here's a-hole Daryl. Like, you're like, just call me Daryl.
0: I don't, like, why tack on Grim? I already have to take your life. I'm already the Reaper. Yeah. yeah it Isn't that bad enough? It feels like a hat on a hat. And in the spade house, the persona of death, <laughs> dad coming home. Morning. <laughs> All right, it's time for Fun Fact. Fun
1: Fact. Yay.
0: Cited is Eric Kripke's favorite episode from season one. It contains many big questions about free will, God, and the value of life.
1: Yeah, and Sam uses a fake credit card issued to a David Berkowitz David Berkowitz is the name of the serial killer known as Son of Sam. Spooky. Who pleaded guilty to shooting eight people in 1976. Hilarious reference. He confessed to all of them and initially claimed to have been obeying the orders of a demon manifested in the form of a dog belonging to his neighbor, Sam.
0: Whoa. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. that's a, like uh, I feel like that was more than some of the other things that was like, young. Yeah, that's a really... You have to take a lift, uh, left turn. Layered uh, <laughs> reference here. Dean says, you can't kill death. However, in season 10, Dean does exactly that. He kills death. Oh, so
1: right um, now we're saying that Dean in this episode is a liar.
0: Uh, and, P.S. spoiler alert... Mm-hmm.
1: The Ford City Tribune article that Sam finds is credited to Leanne Ellischuck. Leanne Ellischuck was the graphic designer on Supernatural from
0: 2005 to 2013. Ah, what do you know? There you go. Those are those certainly are fun facts. Those
1: are fun facts. Not like some of the uh, snooze-fast facts.
0: Or the, the grim facts that oh. the, the old Reaper had. And
1: that fact guys, like, really? Grim facts? Come on, man.
0: <laughs> Everything the, the, the Grim Reaper does is grim. <laughs> He wakes up, he has a grim breakfast. How was your day, Grim? <laughs>
1: uh, What's your favorite NBC show that got canceled about four years ago?
0: Grim. <laughs> well, you know what wasn't Grim? This episode is supernatural. No,
1: it was, a, it was refreshing and awesome. We had Julie Benz. We had a great conversation uh, and learned a lot about uh, the themes of a great episode of TV. I'm rambling, but the point is, it was a good episode.
0: No, it was really great. And, uh, you know, the other day I was talking to someone who was, was a fan of the show. It might have been when we were in Paris for the convention. And oh, I-
1: why well, you know, do you drop a city name or Jacques Cousteau? Good Lord. Globetrotting Rob Benedict. Sorry, everybody. Rob was in Paris. I'm sorry. You were saying, monsieur? I mean... <laughs>
0: You know, I could have said Des Moines, and you would have been like, oh, oh hello. Oh, Whoa. Des Moines. Ooh, someone was been to Iowa. Wait,
1: what do you just say in English? Of Moines. <laughs> Why do you have to use French?
0: First of all, you were with me in Paris where we had a supernatural natu- convention, and, and I was saying to one of the fans there that uh, I, I had just seen Faith, and I really liked it, and they said... Quoi? Quoi? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, they said that was their fav- one of their favorite episodes, and I was like, ooh, uh, then I'm getting it. And I must be do- watching it correctly. <laughs> you no, know, really, I had the thought. I mean, it really made me feel like, oh, good, great. I'm, I'm on the right path then. I'm one of the people. I'm one of the people now. And it feels good. Hey, do you like our podcast? I do. If so, please tell your friends about it.
1: Hey, Robbie, there's a podcast you should listen to. <laughs> oh, yeah? It's called Supernatural Then and Now. Huh,
0: okay. I'll check it out. That's an example of telling That's a friend. That's an example. This episode of Supernatural features Jared Padalecki as Sam Winchester and Jensen Ackles as Dean Winchester.
1: Julie Benz guest starred as
0: Layla Rourke. Co-stars included Rebecca Jenkins as Sue Ann LaGrange, Kevin McNulty as Roy LaGrange,
1: Jillian Barber as Mrs. Rourke, and Alex Dykin as The Reaper.
0: Faith was written by Sarah Gamble and Raelle Tucker.
1: Directed by Alan Croker.
0: Editing by Paul Karasik. Music by Christopher Lennertz. Executive produced by Eric Kripke and Robert Singer. The original broadcast of this episode featured the song Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Which makes total sense. Yes, I know. This episode. I gotta start, I gotta pull out our, our DVDs and watch it that way. And then go buy a DVD
1: player. This episode originally aired on January 17th, 2006.
0: And this episode of Supernatural Then and Now was hosted and executive produced by Richard Spade Jr. and Rob Benedict.
1: Produced by Stephen Hine. Written by Stephen Hine and Heda holser
0: Audio engineering by Caitlin Hawley.
1: And edited and associate produced by Trey Booty.
0: What's up, Booty? Music provided by Tim Wynn.
1: This episode was recorded with the help of Sonic
0: Fuel Studios. This podcast is from StoryMill Media.
1: For news on this and other podcasts, follow StoryMill Media on Instagram and on Twitter. Rob and I look like such burnouts.
0: Got tarps, you know, covering the camera, and you can hear the raindrops Mm -hmm. falling on it. It's it's no fun. Your toupee wax melts. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The hair
2: dye runs out.
1: Exactly. exactly. We all look like Rudy Giuliani. Ink pouring down our face. (laughs) All the
2: makeup.
1: Oh man, that sounds. (laughs) What? He's electrocuted in the pursuit. It sounds, like, it sounds like pursuit is a euphemism for something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Should I start over? No. Okay. So Dean is electrocuted in the pursuit. <laughs> why? I don't even know why that's funny. What am I missing? It's like. <laughs> is it pursuit? <laughs> sounds like something. It's just, it's He's ele- electrocuted. It's just. <laughs>
2: so of Well, I I remember everybody I make out with.
0: Uh, Yeah, 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 no, I remember everybody you make out with too. In a semi-conscious fog, he sees a pale, emancipated, no, in a semi- (laughs) (laughs) He sees a free man. A free man. And it's a den all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. In a... (laughs) In a semi-conscious fog, he sees a pale, <coughs> emaciated man. Got it. Understood. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here's the intro for episode 12.
1: Rivers are rubber. rubber.
4: Storymill Media.